Hey, want to open it up? Oh, yeah. Hey, pals. Hey, buddies. Oh, and I has my Bible right here. However, I haven't smoked anything yet today because both my pens died and I cannot for the life of me find any of my chargers for my pens. So I got this guy. What is it? This is Planet Confectionery, uh, well, concentrate wax. It is by Live Well. This is their hash wax butter. I love their hash wax and their hash shatter. It is so good. I feel like Live Well already grows really good flour, so that's a really good starting base. And then to just make concentrate from the awesome flour strains that they have that you can't really get most other places. But also, they're really good price. They're good priced wherever you get them, because the actual company is selling them for cheaper to stores. So, sorry, this is a long ramble, but I really love this stuff, <laughs> and it makes me very happy. Check out the Peach Crescendo if you ever get the chance. Also, Lilac Diesel, which I'm probably going to have some of today as well. I'm going to have some of the Cannabiotics cereal milk flour. Yeah. Ooh, that's it's, your California weed, huh? It is. It's Indica Heavy Hybrid, so I've been kind of like nervous about like using it on here, but I think it'll be fine. I don't know. I, I think just, so, too. It's, uh, I've been just having it and, and catching up on Marvel stuff and TV stuff, and it's just been good. <laughs> that rocks. Yeah, okay. I felt so bad yesterday because I was like, shit, why did I not think this through? I already knew I was going to be helping with the party. <laughs> we got it all taken care of. And it was really fun. And his friends really liked us. And that made me really happy. Because if a bunch of 16-year-old boys think that your family's cool, then you must be pretty cool. That's a hard group to please. Yeah, they probably just think you're cool because of the uh, tit story. The tit story. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that is going to be the tit story now, isn't it? Yep. I can't believe that fucking happened. Do you want to share it or no? Oh, I guess I should share it. Oh, you don't have to. So, no, I'm going to. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> um, oh, my God. And he's going to be mortified if he ever hears this. <laughs> so... It kind of starts off on a sad note here, because I don't think, I don't know if you guys are informed of this or not, but um, my older sister passed away in mid-February. Um, it was really sudden. We were at her memorial, and I was talking with her kids, my, my niece and nephew. So the three of us are talking, and um, my niece is 21, so she's, she's closer to my age, and then my nephew is almost 16 at this point, and I don't even know what we were talking about. I think we were just sharing stories or talking about food, nothing, like, crazy, but I look at my nephew... And I see he's, like, staring down at my tits. And then it hits me. I'm wearing this dress that has, like, a lacy layer over top of the inside layer. Um, I'm not wearing a bra because it's padded to, like, it's supposed to fit to you. Um, but after hugging my very tall brother and dad... My my little titty just kind of popped out, and so the lace layer was the only thing in front of it. And so my nephew is just kind of staring down at my half-exposed breast. It was the most awkward <laughs> thing. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> so now my nephew forever has this story that he saw his aunt's tit at his mom's funeral. So that happened. That's why he calls me the crazy aunt. Yeah. And that that's why all his friends love you. I'm going to be honest. I actually completely forgot about that story um, <laughs> until you said it. So I did not think about that yesterday while I was hanging out with him and all his friends. Yikes. 
So we should so, probably talk yeah. about Bible stuff now, right? <laughs> yeah. That's Instead enough heathen exposing... things, right? I don't know. Yeah. 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 I'd say so. <laughs> Let's learn some shit about Jesus. Well, yeah. do you remember what happened the last time we talked? I believe the last time we talked, Jesus um, healed some people. Uh, I believe a paralytic man who was lowered down through a roof. I believe he also cast out some demons, some unclean spirits. I'd say your beliefs are pretty strong in the truth now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, he, it was Jesus had just had a, his healing spree. Yeah, yeah, his healing spree. I forgot about that terminology, verb, verbiage, terminology, whatever. No. Okay, so yeah, the last thing was the guy going down through the roof getting healed. Okay. So then the next part is how we finally get uh, how, how Matthew becomes a disciple. Yeah. So everything up till now, he's only heard his stories. Absolutely. So everything he's written up to now is hearsay. <laughs> I'm excited to see how his writing changes from here, actually. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's an interesting... Mm -hmm. I didn't consider that. Let's see, our next verses we got. You ready for them? I'm ready. Oh, wait. I'm not ready. Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Um, we have Matthew chapter 9, verse 9 to 13. And Mark chapter 2, verse 13 to 17. Uh, Luke uh, chapter 5, 27 to 32. Sweet. I did think, like... Because each of these sections were very much verbatim, the, like, the same. And I, mm -hmm. I, I feel like Matthew, like, really, really pushed his weight around a little bit. Like, it, if these other people are writing about me, we're going to make sure it's, it's what I want. <laughs> yep, pretty much. I think you're right. So Matthew, or Levi, is a tax collector and they're seen as pretty scummy people at this time you know so the the pharisees and scribes that were there were all like grumbly and like why does he hang out with these people like why is he around these guys jesus is like well why is a why is a doctor around sick people he's there to heal them mm-hmm Jesus is here to heal them. Um, no, like, I like I really like that point. Like I do too. Yeah. Jesus runs into Matt at work. He's come with me, and so I guess instead Jesus just comes with Matt back to his house for food. Yeah. And then okay. But it's Pretty not much. just Jesus, it's all these people, because why are there always the, all these Pharisees and scribes around? These, what, they're wondering, like, why is Jesus eating with these people? Yeah, like, there's always these all these weirdos, and they're tax collectors, and fishermen, like, what the hell? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, how are, why are they then complaining? They're the people that are, like... Yeah. Like, they're Pharisees. Where were they? Why else were they there? Like, either they knew Matthew, but they didn't. So they knew Jesus. They were the people following him. So they were once people around that were like, I want to follow this guy now because he's interesting. I like Jesus. Let me, let me follow him. But then getting yeah. mad at every other place, they're like, I thought I was getting out of all these I don't know, ugly hell holes of life, but I just keep going back to them with this guy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Or maybe he; these are just like 
secretly they're groupies and they really just want to be the next disciple and they're following him mm-hmm. in hopes that he'll pick them and he never does and so they're getting mad well honestly because they're not getting picked i mean spoiler alert there is a section like where jesus chooses his 12 so a lot of those people there are hoping for that yeah <laughs> that's that's really what it was yeah and they're salty because they're not being picked it's like god how do i get in his favor he keeps talking to all these other people these fucking tax collectors and fishermen <laughs> okay but why how's a baker like me supposed to become a disciple <laughs> But Matthew really did not give a lot of details, though. Like, you think, this is, oh, this is how I met Jesus. This is how I went down. It's like, oh, he he saw me at work. He told me to go. And I'm like, yeah, sounds like a great idea. And I made him food. Like, okay. I don't know. He didn't, it seems kind of boring. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I'm kind of disappointed in him for not writing more of his story. But maybe he wanted to leave more room for Jesus. Mm, yeah, so he didn't have a much effect on meeting Jesus then, or it had to be secret. Because what does he need a tax collector now That's for? A, oh, shit, you're right. Yeah. Somebody who knows how to be shady with money. Well, yeah, that too. And He really does have a whole... He was the tax collector. He's probably another bu- big, like, buff guy. Like, give me your taxes, or else. <laughs> no, probably not. That's a fair assumption. I think it's a good nod in, like, because I, I recently spoke with my my dad about a lot of this stuff. Um, he had a lot of questions for me about my beliefs because he knows that I'm not a Christian and we've never really talked much about it. And so we had a really deep discussion. And for those of you who don't know, my, my dad um, was a pastor. He was a Baptist pastor um, when I was really little. And when he was in school, he studied so much into... Um, translations and like studying and making sure that translations are actually correct so my when I was talking to my dad about some of the different things that we talk about here on the podcast he starts talking about like the spin that he would put on that in his sermons not in like a negative spin or anything not changing it just like what it ties back to what the moral lesson is as a Christian, what your takeaway is. Mm -hmm. So, like, for this, this is one of those sermons that I always loved because I loved the pastor calling out the church for not actually being part of the world. Because the last time I heard this in a sermon... It was some heavy calling people out because there are so many Christians today, they would rather feel more comfortable in their group of other Christians than allowing themselves to be in the world, be part of this world that they live in and interact with people with different beliefs and different opinions and different perspectives. And as a Christian, you're, you're called to go out and do that and to push your comfort level there and to meet the people who are the sinners and doing the shitty things. Because at the end of the day, we're all sinners and we all do shitty things. So be a Jesus and don't exclude people because they believe differently than you. Mm-hmm. And I, I love sermons like that call all the shit out because it's it's so common now that it's become the norm but you were still having those feelings like if like in the church as a christian and i think that's just a common feeling to just sit in the church as a christian and say like oh yeah it's everybody else in here it's not me oh definitely definitely and and it, it most of the time i feel like it is that way 
but I think the reason it sticks with me is because that last one I heard was very much calling out rather than the normal. It was very much like, this is not just a few of you. This is not other churches. This is our church. This is happening here. This is most of you. This is most of us. Mm. And this needs to change. And I was like, damn. <laughs> this was very much approaching our church directly. And that was good. I I really appreciated that he was willing to, to kind of give a risky sermon like that. Because that is a risky sermon. Mm-hmm. People don't like to hear that they're not doing the right thing. They go to church to make themselves feel good because they think that they're doing the right thing. Or want to pretend that they are. It's interesting getting to like that dramatic of like a like a spin on it and like to really like pushing that, um, when it just seems like a snide remark that Jesus made. Yeah. <laughs> well, are you good to like read some more? Oh, absolutely. What else we got? Okay, we have uh, Matthew. 9 verse 14 to 17 mark 2 18 to 22 and then luke 5 33 to 39 so some of john's disciples came to jesus and were like so we've been fasting and the pharisees been fasting but your disciples don't fast. Like, what What up with that? What's the deal? Jesus was like, well, he just, you know, talks in lots of parables. I think he used three, two or three. <laughs> two of them. Yeah, no, three. Which ones? Parables might not be the correct word. Um, He... No one tears a piece from a new garment and puts it on an old garment. If he does, he will tear the new, and the new piece will not match the old. And no one puts new wine into old wine skins. If he does, the new wine will burst the skins, and it will be spilled. Skins will be destroyed. So he used those, and he's talking about the bridegroom and the wedding. And would Would the wedding guests be fasting while they're with the bridegroom no they're gonna be feasting so my disciples aren't going to be fasting while they're with me i'm gonna leave someday and they're gonna fast then but while they're with me they don't need to fast i I like how yours is going more into like the this is it actually like saying wedding or is he just getting it from like bridegroom no, it's saying wedding. Okay. That was in Luke, at least. Okay. I don't... Mine wasn't using it, so I was trying to figure out what this bridegroom and why it had children exactly, but I'm... Mine oh, was also yeah. using, like, bottles for the wine, and I'm like, really, this doesn't make... Why would bottles break? But it's just because that's what they wrote down, like, had notes. Um, yeah that it like the wine skins like okay like i'm looking to see if matthew uses wedding as well but marked uh it uses it in mark hmm. and in luke and it uses wine skins in all of them for me but. okay again this was another very much verbatim story in in each of them yeah pretty much uh-huh luke i liked the way that that luke worded things I mean, it really wasn't that much different because it was still just, like, at least over here in King James Version, we, like, most of this is just what Jesus was saying, and now that, like, okay, Matthew's like, I was here, I'm gonna say this is what he said, and demand it's here, it's, it's staying pretty much the same now, except Luke has a little bit more at the end. Yeah. For me, it was just the words he used, because, mm-hmm. especially, like, with the cloth stuff, the specific verbiage used in the other two was difficult for me to understand. 
but with Luke, it was very simple, plain and cut. If you take this from one piece of clothing mm-hmm. and you put it on another, it's going to ruin it. Yeah, the the cloth thing was... Yeah, that, that was a little confusing because I was like, why can't you just fix it with a piece of cloth? That's what you do. What, what's so wrong about it? Like, you just have an extra thing. Yeah. Fix the hole. Why, why not? <laughs> but... Yeah, Luke. Right. Luke was the one that's like, I was no. Talking about like shrink cloth, like a new garment. And like, well, yeah, of course not. <laughs> he puts in those little details that make it clear. He was the the writer of the of them. I don't know. That's why Paul liked him. Mm-hmm. Um, but Matthew did like he referred to the people like asking Jesus this question as the disciples of john is that still um fuck who were they i have it up like um peter and andrew that he started with or who all did he started with yeah are those the those uh people those are the only two i can <laughs> oh i was just gonna say those are the only two i can think of yeah i can't but yeah i can't remember the ones that uh, john the baptist gave jesus when he's like here you go and then you know obviously those were to the important ones there's probably some more and then so maybe here's an example of like what we were talking about previously of like these people just trying to get disciplehood like was peter over here like hey why aren't you fasting like i'm still fasting he's like you don't have to fast they're not no yeah that was my thought and my other thought was like maybe they're just hungry and they're just like man if Maybe there's something we don't know. We we can talk to Jesus, and maybe he'll tell us we don't have to do this shit anymore. Well, Jesus did tell them that he has meat to eat that they know not of. But, I mean, you walk away with it, like... Like, like the takeaway from this is just new is always better. Yeah. So, I guess a takeaway from that could be... You have to keep progressing and moving with your life. Because you have to keep getting to that new new. Osiris <laughs> just freaking out. He's screaming right now. He wants out. <laughs> yeah. You want to read some more now? I'm down. Okay. Uh, let me get him back on my lap so he will stop screaming again. Because he's totally fine when he's on my lap. He just decides to keep leaving. <laughs> How will you read with a cat on your lap? That I've been reading with a cat on my lap. <laughs> so I'm going to be visiting my dad a couple days this week. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. First. I'm glad he got back to you about that. Mm-hmm. First time seeing family since the funeral. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about it? Uh, I'm just kind of nervous because I'm like, I don't know what 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 is what to do there. What what's going to happen? What I don't. I'm so confused. I don't know, but I figured. That's fair. It it it's, it was seeming like a good idea for a long time. I think it'll be a good idea. I think it'll be nice for you to see your dad, too. What are you doing this week? Got a couple orders I want to try and get shipped out today. Orders for what? And (gasps) That's right. I haven't talked about it yet. I have my very own shop. It's called the Cozy Enchantress on Etsy um but I sell spell jars and soon I will be selling dice bags and um mood monsters which are just little crocheted plushies that are designed to help you through big feelings like anxiety and all sorts of craziness so I'm very excited I got two orders on my first day of opening. Um, Uh, Only have to give out two free gifts, huh? 
Yep, only two free gifts. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really excited, so I'm gonna get those um, squared away, shipped out, all that jazz. You wanna be ready for the next bit? Yep. Okay, so then the the next bit has uh, Matthew chapter twelve one to eight. Yeah, we're 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 skipping a bunch. I don't know why. Yeah, I see that. And then Mark chapter two, twenty three to twenty eight, and Luke chapter six one to five. Still nothing from John. We have not heard from him in a while, and we will not yeah, hear from him for a while. I'm sorry, fans of John. It'll be a few episodes till we get back to you. <laughs> but don't you worry. We will get back to you, because the high priest is all-inclusive. And I don't know if, like, you know, Matthew got along with John very well. There's been a long break, and they like, so they probably didn't talk a lot or really care about each other's That's lives. That's a good point. And Matthew, if if Luke, Luke's just assembling whatever he can get later in for his story, okay? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think, actually, Mark was a friend of Andrew. Andrew came right after, like, was one of the first ones. So mm -hmm. I don't think it was just like a, like a religious, oh, I don't like where you came from, John. I don't like where you came from, Matt. I think they just didn't like each other. But somehow, John's friend Andrew and Matt could hang that's out. That's fair. So then they just didn't tell a lot of stories back and forth. I think that's fair, though. You know, not everybody gets along. That's okay. Okay, so the scene for this one is Jesus and his disciples and all the other people that are with them. I guess it's, it's Sunday, Sabbath, whatever you want to call it, the weekend. They're all hungry and they don't know what to eat. And they're passing through someone's grain field and uh, just picking it. Whether they're eating it right then or picking it to cook it to eat it later. I don't, it doesn't really say. It's kind of confusing on that. But then gets in trouble with the authorities, the Pharisees come and like, what are you doing? And Jesus tells them an example about David and and then tells them to get lost or something because this one it, it did vary a little bit it wasn't like exactly the same I do feel we're getting like a better character of like actual Jesus okay because because now yeah Matthew's there hearing how he sounds and he's he's just he sounds like my friend Michael. He's just snide. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's a great example. My um, description of what Jesus did, did here was uh, Jesus tells them what for, basically minds, um, and basically to mind their business, and then Mike drops the fuck out of there. Yeah. Because, I mean, it wasn't any of their business. <laughs> Sometimes there's more to it than what meets the eye, and we should just mind our own business instead of trying to talk shit and start shit with people. Mind your business. Yeah, yeah, he's saying it to the police. Mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, I like the... leave us alone. Learn your Bible, man. I mean, it's that's what Jesus used to be doing, though. And now he he got he snapped mm -hmm. he got sick of it he's like okay well look like like David did worse than this he went into like the temple and ate the bread that's you know nobody else can eat so what what are we doing here Th yeah. this doesn't matter <laughs> pretty much but that that was a weird thing like Matthew said they were hungry and they're eating it Mark's just like they picked it and then Luke's is just like. They picked it and played with it. Yeah, they picked it and rubbed it between their hands. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know, like, which exactly what, what they were doing, and then what makes it unlawful. Was it eating someone else's corn? Was it 
just, oh, he was doing quote-unquote work on the Sabbath, or what was happening there? Yeah, the note in my Bible says that it's because it was considered working on the Sabbath, because they plucked the grain. Like, yeah, you you, you learn, like, you know, in school that corn is like a, a Native American thing, whatever, that, that, that's how, you know everybody else found out about it and my bible was really sticking strong to the point that it was like not corn okay it's not corn people it's just <laughs> some other grain or something but but matthew takes it a little darker i'd say matthew did take it kind of dark i can I, it can be very easily read in like uh, a threatening way of like you know just go away or we're gonna beat you up. Damn. <laughs> because with six and seven, it's. But, but I say unto you that in this place is one greater than the temple. But if ye had known what this meaneth, I will have mercy and not sacrifice. Ye would not have condemned the guiltless. I guess um, seven in that. Mm-hmm. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. I took that of, I don't know, I took that less menacing. What I have for my notes is, like, basically, you should be trying to give your best, and you should be doing this work, but, like, you don't have to harm yourself to the point of, you know, starvation. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to sacrifice yourself in that kind of a way. But also you don't know other people's stories so you, you you don't know who these people are you don't know their reason for doing these things so fuck off <laughs> <laughs> do you think jesus said fuck off um i mean in matthew yeah I, this is no matter what it's still just some sort of threat i don't think it's a threat no. i see it as a leave us alone doesn't feel like a threat to me feels like a we're annoyed of this shit and we don't owe you an explanation yeah his yeah the, the questioning and telling the story of david like that he's giving them an explanation it's kind of silly but yeah he is like talking to him like i don't need to tell you exactly what i'm doing here though and they don't leave and then with matthew it really gets into just like the end of it feels like a threat. The other ones, yeah, he it kind of le- they just leave it at that. Mark in, in yeah, so in Mark two, it was verse twenty seven. Uh, he's saying the Sabbath was made for man, not the man for Sabbath. Yeah, I really liked that a lot because, like, every human is going to be different, and that means everything we do is going to look a little bit different we all as humans brush our teeth but we all do it a little differently same with fasting same with the sabbath because we all have different limitations for our bodies and that's okay and i feel like that was a big emphasis here as in like these people may not be doing it exactly the way that is you know traditional or thought of but they're taking care of themselves and that's what's important because i'm asking for mercy not for sacrifice hmm i guess i was kind of just tying it back to that too okay i took that more as like a collective thing because it was sounding here in mark they were in need of it so like there's a bunch of them who knows like, like there's just not gonna be a lot of food elsewhere and they're walking they see food they get it okay they get caught and then up to and then so 27 sounds like a humanitarian type thing to me as in well you should be out here like not you're supposed to be working every day 
for for God, and then the one day it was for man. So then, are you supposed to be out like helping these people or what? That's a good way to look at that, actually. Yeah, because if if all the other days are for God, the one day could be for man, and that instead of resting yourself could mean helping someone else and that is a blessing so that could that's a really good takeaway from that like that's why like they weren't made to just worship the sabbath just be like oh yeah it was made the sabbath was made for man to do what man needed to do see looking (sighs) at it from that light that makes me think of my stepdad he uh he always did a very good job of, I guess, leading from that kind of an example. Because every Sunday, that was his day to, like, take care of the house and everybody in the house. And, like, he always made a really big breakfast and made sure everybody was good and ready to go to church. And um, he always had a, a big lunch, like, ready for when we got home from church and... Um, I don't know. It was always just a very restful day, but he made sure everybody was taken care of. And he did those extra things. And I I like that aspect of it. (laughs) Yeah, like it was made to to take take care of other humans. I don't know. I like that. Just what needs to be done. The human perspective. Yeah. The thing that Matthew wanted you to remember, it seems, was just at the end, Jesus saying that the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath. But that just seems very tacked on and weird in all of them. Yeah, it does. Like, it it makes I, sense, Like, but it still seems out of place. Yeah, I agree. Like, even in my notes and stuff, like the study notes, um... It shows, like, this is when Jesus first declared himself the Lord of Sabbaths. And I was just like, okay, but that doesn't make this make more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it does really feel tacked on there. That's all I had for those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so then do you want to do any more? I'm down to do more. Well, I guess, what what do the next ones look like? Uh, it looks like Matthew chapter 12, 9 to 14, Mark chapter 3, 1 to 6, and Luke chapter 6, 6 to 11. So once again, these three chunks of verses are all sharing the same scene the same story. I found the the one in Mark the most interesting, I think. So basically, Jesus was in a synagogue. A man with a withered hand was like, can you heal me? And, you know, the Pharisees were all around, you know, still watching him because they're pissed at him. They don't like what he's doing. And, um... So they're checking to see if he's gonna, if he's gonna heal this man, even though it's the Sabbath. So, you know, Jesus is Jesus. He knows what these guys are thinking. He's got his telepathy. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the right one. <laughs> I always get telepathy and telekinesis mixed up. So anyways, he tells the man, you know, hey, come up. And he's explaining, like, okay, if you had a... If you had a sheep that fell in a well on the Sabbath, would you wait until the next day to take care of the sheep? Or would you go lift it, get it out, mm-hmm. take care of it? He's like, and then how much more value does a human have than a sheep? We need to take care of our people. Oh, they were not happy about that. So mm-hmm. basically the Pharisees... Um, immediately went to the, I don't know how to say it right, but Her- Heridians, 
but um, the Heridians and the Pharisees were very, very different people. They did not align. Really? But, like, after this happened, the Pharisees... That's what mine said in the notes. Oh. I did not have anything yeah. of use like that. Let me let me find it so I can read it for you. It says the Pharisees were quite different from the... Um, her- Say it again. Herodians? Herodians. The Pharisees were quite different from the Herodians. Um, however, these two groups held counsel together in order to destroy their common enemy, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, like, why dun, are dun, they... Dun. So far, everything's just been, like, stories on the Sabbath. It's like, there, there's nothing that they can even catch them on during the week, like... What was he doing right. that they are, they are hating him so much that they just want him gone? Well, you got to think. They're probably annoyed as shit because think of all the crowds that he's pulling wherever he's going. <laughs> so he's literally controlling everything happening in that town. So Fair. I'd be a little annoyed. He's not doing anything directly. Yeah, and man. it's like, oh, He's Sunday is supposed them. to be my day off, but now I have to deal with all these people everywhere. Yeah, really, it's a, I'm supposed to have a day off, and you're making me not be able to have a day off. Mm-hmm. And it's just these stories of him, you know, getting in as much trouble as he got caught getting in, you know, talking his way out of it, using the old laws against them but that's just angering them more and more to like the point they want to like kill him now yeah when really like they're over it so like the the strong like their need to uphold these laws is not worth it because the sabbath if we're going back to like what like in the last one how like the sabbath was made for man to, to take care of what man needs then just leave that for man to decide like they're they're fine like even though you're not supposed to like like the the work on the sabbath really you shouldn't be even having to worry about having these pharisees out there whatever patrolling or whatever Mm-hmm. if we're getting as picky as finding people walking through a grain field plucking some grain you know mm-hmm. i wish that he would have told them off about that been like what are you doing right now mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah he, he just got caught helping someone and he's like oh, I'm, i don't care if you call it work it's just gonna help if i can help or that yeah that seemed that it's was like strong throughout all of them but the the sheep thing you mentioned i think that was only in matthew for me i think the sheep was also only in matthew for me too mm-hmm. like i liked it because okay did nobody else believe Matthew when he told them they said this? Or they were just cutting that out like that's not important anymore? Like, I think it's nice having Jesus's supposedly snide remark from someone who was with him. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like the snide remarks. And, and I'm glad that Matthew put that in there. Uh-huh. See, we're, we're seeing something of Matthew being there for real. But, I mean, this is just having to trust that, okay, tough guy tax collector Matthew is is gonna keep his uh, end of the deal. Mm-hmm. I just think it's really interesting. I don't know what verbiage your Bible used, but in Mark, just the, the last bit of verse 6, mm-hmm. I'm just shocked because it, it says that they held counsel to destroy him yep that's what it's like Like, that's why i was like what was he really causing that much problems they just needed him gone yeah like that's insane and it was it was just because it was like a a roving like music festival or something just non-stop all over (laughs) everywhere ayahuasca for everyone (laughs) come get the sweet sweet jesus juice yeah he hasn't been peddling anything in a while yeah he's just like i just I'm just helping people right now. Just, mm-hmm. just let me do the helpy thingy. But what was wrong with this guy's hand? Mine says that his hand was withered. I don't really know what that means. I know, that's that's the only thing, is just withered. I imagine it's, like, deformed or 
was in an accident, so it's not, I don't know, not the way it's supposed to be, I guess. I don't know, I just, I didn't know if it was just, like, weak or burned or something, like, uh, there's other things go so yeah. far as, like, just, yeah, completely disformed or dead or, I, it can really be, be pushed, but it's, like, I don't know, like, his hand was to hurt like your back or whatever go see a chiropractor or something like something he he does something and then he's like okay i'm I'm done hold out your hand and you know it's good as new whatever yeah my notes especially like to push it and the way luke writes it really pushes like like the god part the miracle of it this isn't i guess listed as one of his main miracles my for luke um six verse six it mm-hmm. says withered meaning paralyzed or atrophied that's all i have everything is just straight to paralyzed yeah it's like what was everybody really paralyzed what if the man had like arthritis or something right so and then he's like yeah just at the end show oh yeah cool it's it's look good there you go that doesn't mean like you know he's just it was withered hold out your hand and now it's better like they were watching him. They were seeing him do something to heal him. And like, oh, so you're doing you're doing this now. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that was more of like a a push thing, as it was a miraculous thing for Luke. But the other ones were just like he was doing his just what he did. Yeah. You don't need to get into how a person makes a shoe or whatever all the time. Just they, he made the shoe. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. We don't have the the record of his his potions and spells and stuff. Mm-hmm. What did the healings? <laughs> I know was that was the whole thing. Like in each of them, though, had like the stretch forth thy hand as supposed to be like a yeah kabam healed what other thing. It was a bit of a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of a stretch. <laughs> I mean, what oh could be God. more is just, like, again, like that. This is always things on, on Sabbath so far. So these are just, like, the stories that Matt has told people. Like, oh, did I tell you about the weekend that me and Jesus did this? Or on this weekend, and then we did this thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, these these things happened. Mm-hmm. Let's let's it's, talk about all the Sabbaths. It's this, one this is story time leads that, to another. yeah. Like, oh, and then this one time I got high with Jesus, we went and did this. <laughs> we were so hungry. <laughs> we we ate at someone else's cornfield. And then, then, like, people came out and then they saw us. And then, oh, we were freaking out. But, but Jesus always had the right words. <laughs> yeah. Jesus always knew how to get us out of that shit. Yeah. I mean, being an ex-Pharisee would really help you. Yeah. I was thinking about that earlier when you were... Because you, you use the word police. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that is weird. He's kind of like an, ex, an ex-cop. He is. Going around and, like, using their own rules against them. And I love it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, what is it? He oh. went undercover too long and just no. stayed there. Fairly, fairly odd parents. Loose cannon cop who doesn't play by the rules in a loose cannon cop that doesn't play by the rules. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Have oh you, my god. Do you know that? I, I know that part. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I could think. That was familiar to me. Like that's that's all Jesus is. Just just an action hero. Yep. Just an action that's why i mean it makes sense he's an action hero doing all this crazy stuff and all these other just are bystanders like what are you doing like in action movies nobody ever stops and asks him sometimes like deadpool or something like what are you, what are you doing and like don't worry about it uh, <laughs> like how can, yep. <laughs> how can they, they can't explain everything they're doing all the time yeah if they did they wouldn't be able to do the things that they're doing uh-huh it's important I can never honestly keep in my mind if you watched that show or didn't. I wasn't allowed to, so I didn't watch much of it. You weren't allowed to. Okay. Did you watch Danny Phantom? Oh, hell yeah. But why Why weren't you? Just because of the magic. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I watched it. 
I didn't care. I got to a point like, no, I'm, I'm just watching Fairly Out Parents now because I need something on the TV between time. And it was really, I, I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> I remember I got in trouble trying to do that once because my mom was in the kitchen and I was in the living room and um, she heard the theme song come on and she came running. She was like, you better be turning that channel. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> Was there anything that really, like, stuck out to you at all, or no? Honestly, the thing I think that stuck out most to me was, uh, was Mark 2.27. The Sabbath was made for man, not the man for the Sabbath. Mm -hmm. I really liked that a lot. It stood out to me, and I liked what I got out of it, and I really liked hearing what you got out of it. So that was really cool. So what did you get out of it? I don't, I don't know if there was any, like, sort of, like, Bible study, favorite scripture kind of kind of thing or anything. It was, okay, now it's feeling like this is, this is starting. Everything's been a myth before, yeah. and now we're going somewhere. Yeah, it's all really starting to line up, and we're seeing the timeline. This was a vital, a, a pivotal turning point. Okay, but no, I think the biggest thing is just like these other Pharisees and disciples of John and all these things are people just like the competing and like, well, they're complaining. What did you say about this or whatever? It's it's all these people that wanted to follow Jesus asking a question about their old religion. Like, well, we're supposed to be doing this. Why, why aren't we doing this kind of thing? Okay, then. Look there, you had, did you have anything else? No. No. Okay. That was everything for that. Cool. So, I mean, I think that's a good place to, like, I think that became, like, a very well-organized episode, I think, because all it was was just examples of Jesus getting trouble on Sundays for doing things that really didn't matter, and it got to a point where, like, well, well, now yeah. we need to kill the man. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it was, it was excessive. Yeah, this escalated quickly. It did. Quite quickly. I know. There's... So tune in next time to hear how the Pharisees and the Herodians team up to destroy Jesus. Um, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> no. It won't be for a few few more episodes. Oh, no. We got, we got quite a bit before he's destroyed. Well, I don't mean they have to destroy him. We're just going to hear, you know, them plotting more to destroy him. Oh, well, I can't guarantee that we're actually going to hear that or not. That's fair. Yeah, we'll just leave that part out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there was, I mean, it's not the first time people wanted to kill Jesus, but now it's getting personal. <laughs> yeah, it's getting, it's getting pretty real this time. He has whole councils after him. Mm-hmm. Mm. Thanks for tuning in again, buddies. It's been real. It's been real good. We'll see you next week. See you, pals. Jesus, dude. Will you stop shoving your ass in my face? Mm. Cat. Cat.